everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steve with TPFL. Thursday is December 23rd. It's 2021, and we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Uh, just tilting basketball. Lost like 10 bets by one point. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, but still going to be a profitable day, and you know what? Can't, can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I played Jokic. Yeah, I played one team, a... and I played Jokic. Yeah. It was fun playing. It was playing Robin Lopez and Okiki and um, Reddish, but I played Jokic, <laughs> and I, I I totally deserve it too because I've talked so much smack about Jokic over the years. And yesterday's podcast, I was like, "Ah, oh, he has like a sixty point floor most nights." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he got injured or what. I wasn't really paying attention. I, I wasn't either. Rebounds, and I'm like, oh, they were getting blown out. I'm like, do they just? Like, you know what, F it. Leave him off the floor or do you get injured? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to say. But we got 11 games. Um, we got four teams on back-to-backs. We'll have to see if anything gets postponed or anything like that throughout the day. Um, so we'll do the best we can, just kind of giving you all a first look like we normally do. So let's jump in. We get started with Houston at Indiana, 219 and a half total. Pacers an eight and a half point favorite. Houston back to back. We'll have to see, but it doesn't sound like Kevin Porter Jr. Um, is going to be back. But they're hoping that he'll be back after the All Star break, or not the All Star break after Christmas break, so the twenty sixth or twenty seventh. And on the Pacers side of things, Brogdon's questionable. Um, McConnell and Warren are out. So I mean, we look at Houston. They played a lot of guys, a lot of minutes against the Bucks, and really, like, no one got a, a, a gazillion minutes, I would say. Yeah, they I, took – they knew they were going to lose, and they took everyone out at the six-minute mark. They just did a full – Yeah. Full so, whatever it's called. I mean, at Christian Wood's price, he's kind of pricey at 8,600. Is there anything here on Houston that is, like, jumping off the page to you? Nothing I love. I mean, honestly, Sengun is fine. Uh, Gordon's fine. Matthews, like he can always end up getting there on points, but probably priced where he should be. Martin might end up playing a decent amount of minutes. Wood is priced where he should be. I mean, nothing really stands out. These are guys are all fine plays. They're all pieces that you can include in a game stack, but no one is really standing off the page. I mean, my favorite one is probably Tate. Tate can put up a pretty decent outing any given night, but 5.9 is like just probably two, three hundred dollars underpriced. So there's nothing, nothing that I really want to play here. Like anyone can go off for a decent night at their price tags. Most of them will probably end up right around four and a half X. So I, I, I'll play any one of those guys, but it's only going to be a game stack. None of them are individual good plays. Yeah, I mean Tate, big time foul trouble in the game on Wednesday. KJ Martin's had some really good games. He's been over 28 fantasy points in three of the last four. Porter already out. He's 4,400. I don't hate that. And, I mean, I feel like he's someone that is pretty blowout proof. On the Pacers side of things, I mean, you know, you're, you're getting Sabonis at over 10K with a slate with a ton of studs. Um, I mean, this is not my favorite game on the slate. I think if I 
If Brogdon sits, I think you could look at Levert. But outside of that, if Brogdon plays, I really don't have a ton of interest in, this, in the Pacers side. Yeah, Brogdon ends up playing his full on cross out for me, which is weird to say going up against Houston, one of the better matchups on the board. Um, if Brogdon sits, then yeah, bonus is probably a little bit overpriced. Again, I think you can take a jig tournament shot on him, but more than likely you're better off paying up for some other stud. Levert is the guy that kind of stands out without Brogdon in their match versus Houston. Not great defensively, fast paced team. I think that he could end up making value. I know it's been a tough thing to play him, but the usage should end up being there. The minutes will end up being there. If this game ends up staying close, he can end up putting up 50 plus. He's the, he's really the guy I want to play. And then, I mean, Turner always in play for tournaments, especially against Houston, but not a great tournament play. Duarte is fine. He can put up 30, 35, but realistically he'll probably end up in the 25, 30 range. Um, so like it, it, Brogdon being out really just mostly opens it up for Levert for me. And that that's kind of it. New Orleans at Orlando, 216 and a half total here. Pelicans, five-point favorites. Orlando, second end of a back-to-back. Uh, as far as the Pelicans go, Harper, Lewis Jr., Valanchunas, Zion out. Um, and then on the Orlando side... I mean, it, it Mobamba, Suggs, Foltz, Ross, um, Michael Carter Williams, all of these guys are expected to miss again. The biggest question marks here are do they sit Anthony and Wendell Carter Jr. and give them, you know, a few extra days, which I think that's very likely? Um, or if, if they play, I think that obviously changes a lot of stuff, but. You know, the Magic, they don't play again until the 26th. So this could be an extra few days for those guys. So we'll have to see. Um, starting here with the Pelicans, obviously Valanchunas out, opens up some stuff here. What do we like for New Orleans? I mean, I'm worried about a blowout here, depending on who ends up playing for Orlando. So if Will Card Jr. and Cole Anthony end up playing, I think that actually gives a little bit of a bump to New Orleans just because they can end up keeping it close. Without J-Val in there, I mean, I don't – that's another thing. Like, I don't know if they're going to give Bamba or Carter like rest. If they both end up sitting, then I think you wait and see what the starting lineup is. I think you can potentially go with Hernan Gomez with uh, Jones. Like both of them are decent plays considering they should end up playing a decent amount of extra minutes. Nah, Hart, Graham are all fine. Like I think it gives the biggest uptick to Hart, but Ingram's kind of the guy that I want to end up playing. But there's so many unknowns with this with not knowing who's going to play on Orlando. This could end up being like a 10-point spread, which is would be very surprising considering it's the Pelicans. But with all the injuries to Orlando, it's kind of just how it ends up going. But without l- the lack of size, I don't even know if they'll need it that much if Wendell Carr Jr. and Bump are both out here. Uh, so I, they could end up going small, in which case, like, Graham, nah, probably should get an increase in usage without Valentinus in there. Just tough to figure out the night before, but I think the one guy I have interest in regardless is going to be Ingram. Um, he's been playing pretty well recently. I know he's priced up at 9.6K, but a matchup versus Orlando with like a lot of guys out, if this game ends up staying close and you bring it back with some Orlando guys, he's kind of the guy that can end up getting well over 50 in this spot. I, um, I love this spot for Hernan Gomez. I mean, the Magic should start Lopez and Okiki, which gives Hernan Gomez a road to 25 minutes. And we know Hernan Gomez is someone that could be a point-per-minute type of production type of player. So I really like him here. Uh, you know, the Magic, they're not going to shoot the ball fantastic, especially with Anthony out. So there's going to be a lot of rebound 
Um, rebound chances here for Hernan Gomez as well. So I really like him in this spot. I do think he gets a nice bump in this game with Valanciunas out. Um, I mean, he's been the direct backup, it, it seems. Just Valanciunas has been playing solid minutes. So on the Orlando side, I mean, assuming Anthony and Wendell Carter Jr. sit again, I think we go back to the well on Okiki, Lopez, um, Harris, Wagner, like, you know, Mo Bamba and these guys are not likely going to clear um, COVID protocol for this game. So, I mean, load up on the magic again. They're going to be very shorthanded. We saw tight rotations. We saw big minutes. It's just they're playing on the second end of a back-to-back, so you hope that they can keep it close. Yeah, now I'm a little bit worried about Lopez's minutes, considering they're playing on the second end of a back-to-back, but I still think he ends up playing good minutes. Same thing with all these guys, except for Wagner and Okiki. I think they're very, very solid plays. I mean, we see Wagner putting up a whole bunch of shot attempts, kind of doing everything. He's super involved, and his price tag is 7.4K. Still probably isn't high enough. Okiki going to play a boatload of minutes. He's young. He's should end up playing mid-30s. He has a huge ceiling. 5.1K is far too underpriced here. I really like him. Harrison Lopez being a little bit older does worry me. I hope that they don't for some reason get ruled out because if they do end up playing, I have to assume that Harris should end up playing at least 30 minutes and he should putting up, put up 15, 20 points here. I bet the over on his points today. I'm probably going back to the well tomorrow, even on the second end of back-to-back. So if we just know that they're going to play a tight rotation. We know these guys are going to play minutes, at least the young ones. And so I'm not going to be surprised at all. Um, in any of these, any scenario here, I think that Okiki and uh, Wagner are two of the best point per dollar plays on the entire plate, and I think Harris and Rolo are both not too far behind. We have sample, um, by the way, Robin Lopez. They played a back to back Miami Brooklyn back to back last week, this weekend, this past weekend, and he played thirty three and thirty eight minutes. So. I mean, he's not a normal everyday player for the Magic, so I feel like they're just using these guys and playing them as much as possible right now. So um, if Wendell Carter Jr. and Anthony sit, I'm going back to the well on the Magic value. Um, I mean, Lopez has just been absolutely crushing here with these guys out. Okiki, he crushed in the first half and had a bad shooting um, second half. But, I mean... (sighs) Grab it, and these guys are going to start and play minutes. It's just I don't trust them as much as those four guys. Atlanta at Philadelphia, 218.5 total here. Philadelphia is a a 7.5 point favorite. Atlanta on the second end of a back-to-back, losing to the Magic um, on Wednesday night. I mean, we kind of expect... Trey Young to be out again, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of looking at the same situation here for Atlanta. Capella, Trey Young, Herter. Um, is Herter going to – yeah, he got placed in the protocol, right? Like, Yeah. So, I mean, that bumped up Reddish. Uh, so, and then on the Philadelphia side of things here, Drummond's out, Danny Green is out, Shake Milton is out. Niang is out and Ben Simmons is out. So starting here with Atlanta, I mean, because of how these slates are kind of made and with all these guys out, Cam Reddish is, he's just too cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Now Cam Reddish saw what happened in the last game. He was just shooting the entire time. DeLon Wright, I still think he can go back to the well on him. I know he very much disappointed, 
I know that because I had so many bets on him that almost by one because he refuses to shoot. He's just kind of just passing the ball off in that offense. But at 4.2K, I think there are worse things you can do. He may end up trying to shoot tonight, but he's cheap. But Reddish is just a smash play. I think Bogdanovich on the second end of a back-to-back after coming off of a long delay injury, I'm worried about his minutes a little bit. He should still end up playing. I think he's fine. Collins is going to be a large part of this offense. I think he's too cheap at 7.3K. Um, outside of that, like, I, I don't know if I trust any. Like, Gorgie Dang at 3.3K, if I remember correctly, he got a decent amount of run in this one. I'm double-checking here just because I want to make sure I have it right. Um, yeah, he got 23 minutes. Worst things you can do for a cheap play. Um, but realistically, like... It's Collins. It's Reddish. They, I know they both played 40 minutes last night, but they'll have tomorrow off. I think they still get a decent amount of run tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going back to the well on Reddish. Um, assuming that Collins plays on the second end of a back-to-back, I like him a lot. Don't mind right. Um, Okongwa? I said it right for Will this time. Um, he, he corrected me yesterday. So I think he's another guy that I mean, just in play here at this price, and they're going to need his size. It's just, yeah, man, this is this is an interesting spot for sure. Um, yeah, he's still thirty. He went down. He was thirty two hundred yesterday, or thirty four hundred yesterday. He went down to thirty one hundred here, Makongwa. Um, so, on the Philadelphia side of things, I mean, you worry a little bit about a blowout in this game. I think, I mean, you know, we just watched Atlanta lose to the Magic. They're very shorthanded right now. Philly is missing a couple pieces, but they're not missing, like, major pieces. Um, what are your thoughts here on the 76ers? I mean, if you're bringing it back with some Atlanta players, I think you have to kind of consider it be there's so much value on this slate, and he's been so good recently. Like, he's going to be going up against Gorgie Dang. He's going to be going up against Kongu. He's going to be going up against uh, – John Collins, like, who's going to stop him? No one. Like, Tobias Harris is overpriced here because of all the injuries. I know that he's going to play a lot of minutes. He should have a decent amount of usage, but 9.2K is not a price tag I want to play. Curry is priced up too much because Maxi was out and he just went off the other day. Um, don't really have a ton of interest in him. Maxi, I think you could do worse things than him in a, uh, in a game stack. But 6.7 is probably about the price tag you should be paying for him. Everyone else, like, there's going to be mints go around, but Harris, Maxi, Embiid, and Curry are going to take up all the usage. So even though these guys are cheap, there's a slate with so much COVID news and so many injuries and so many cheap price players that I don't think any of them make the fold. It's mostly just Embiid for me here. Detroit at Miami, 205.5 total here. Miami, a 10.5 point favorite in this game. On the Detroit side, Cade Cunningham is out. Grant is out. Frank Jackson is questionable. Olenek and Chris Smith are out. On the Miami side, Bam, Butler, Morris, Martin, Oladipo, and P.J. Tucker are out. Let's start with Detroit. Obviously, Grant and Cunningham being out opens up a ton of usage. Um, I mean, Bay is 6,700. I think he's the guy that we're looking at, hoping that you know, gets the usage type of thing. Maybe Isaiah Stewart at 5,100. This is going to be, I think, one of those teams that you're just going to potentially take some shots on maybe like a, a Sabian Lee, 
a Diallo and hope that, you know, the game stays close and, you know, some of these value guys hit. I mean, a few of them are going to hit. It's just pretty much going to happen. It's trying to figure out which one of these guards to go with. Sadiq Bay is a great play regardless. Stewart, probably his production shouldn't change too much without the, with the absence of Cunningham. And Grant, he's going to get his putbacks. He's going to get his boards. He'll get some block steals. That's pretty much it. So really, all the usage is going to go between all these guards. Um, Sadiq Bay, like, obviously going to take a bunch of shots. He's been crushing it recently. He's cute first mentality right now. But it's Diallo, Hayes, Sabian Lee. And, I mean, depending on what ends up happening, I could see Corey Joseph end up playing a decent amount of minutes here. I know it doesn't contribute a ton in peripheral stats, but while he's in the game without Cunningham, he's going to be shooting the ball. I think my favorite out of those is probably going to be Diallo, followed by Lee, followed by Hayes, followed by Joseph. But I think you can take shots in tournaments on any of these guys because if there's a blowout, I could see any one of these guys outside of maybe Diallo playing a decent amount of extra minutes here. So it's just a spot where we, I kind of want to wait and see what the starting lineup is going to be. My guess is going to be Lee, Hayes, Diallo, Bay, and Stewart. Um, but there's still a chance for Joseph to get a decent amount of minutes because they're down both Grant and Cunningham, and they're going to need some scoring in there. I um, The more I think about this, the more I really like Killian Hayes at 3,800. Um, you know, he missed the last game because of illness. Didn't play a ton against Miami on the second end of a back-to-back. Obviously, he was coming back from injury. And, um, I mean, it seemed like they're being very careful with him on the second end of a back-to-back. So, he got in foul trouble, too, I think, from what I remember looking at. So, I really like him. And then on the Miami side of things, I mean, Kyle Lowry is expensive. But I don't think Tyler Hero is priced up enough. No, he's not. 6800 is too cheap of a price tag. The only reason he didn't get that much run in the last game is because it was a complete blowout. So don't pay attention to the 21 minutes, even though he did end up with 26 real life points. He's going to get a ton of usage here without these guys still in there. I don't think he's nearly expensive enough. It's hero and it's Lowry for me. Again, any of these other guys can end up getting there. Robinson can get lights out shooting, but at 4.9 K we have like seven other plays at the same price tag who are much better plays. I mean, Deadman. Yes, he had one good night, but he's he's really never getting there. Gabe Vincent has been playing decent recently, but with Hero coming back, it kind of eats into a lot of his production here. So I I, I can't see myself really playing almost anyone outside of Hero and Lowry. Lowry's priced about where he should be, but Hero is far too cheap if this game ends up staying close. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like Hero a lot. I think vincent is someone that plays 30 minutes his price is kind of right um deadman i think plays 25 to 28 minutes if the game stays close he's kind of on that like price range and then max strass is someone i think is just a little too cheap as well so really like strass really like hero i think i'm staying away from kyle lowry i think kyle lowry puts up 40 fantasy points but i don't think that's enough at 8500 so I think I'll stay away from Kyle Lowry in this game. Washington at New York taking on the Knicks. 208.5 total here. Knicks a one and a half point favorites. Um, starting with the Washington side. Bryant is out. KCP is out. Tachamara is questionable. Um, and then on the New York Knicks side of things, Barrett is out. Knox is out. Nerlens Noel is out. Quickly is out. Derek Rose is out. Uh, and Miles McBride is out. So 
starting on the Washington side, anything standing out to you here for Washington? I want no one. Like Bill Kuzma, Dinwiddie, Harold, Gafford are all pretty much priced where they should be. Yes, they can go off for a decent night, but on this side of the slate, we'll probably even get more value later on in the day. But there's so many mispricings where the chances of Harold, Gafford, Dinwiddie, any of them end up outscoring another guy around the same price tag are very unlikely. It's a matchup versus the Knicks. It's not going to be terribly high paced matchup. Like, I just don't have any desire to use anyone in Washington full on fade for me. It's kind of how I feel. I mean, I don't even know if I like really anybody from the Knicks. Uh, I mean, Julius Randle, you know, he can, he can have those games. Burke seems like he's kind of pricey. Um, uh, Robinson, I think would be the guy that I'd have the most interest here at 6,100. I feel like he's someone that has six to eight X type of upside. So, I mean, I don't mind maybe going with him, but I, I feel like this game just in general is kind of price appropriate. Yeah. I mean, assuming the bear doesn't end up playing tomorrow. Um, he's already ruled out. He is already ruled out. I yep. wasn't sure. He's still showing his questionable for me. Um, yeah, so without him, I think you can take another shot on Kemba and you can take another shot on Fournier. I mean, Kemba played 40 minutes the other night. He's going to shoot without Barrett in there, without Rose in there, like without quickly around. Minutes are pretty secure and the usage should end up being there. And Fournier took 24 shots in each of the last two games. A 5.8K, that just seems too cheap there. Both those guys can end up going off. I'm probably staying away from Randall. Yes, he can have a pretty big night, but... He's just not been paying off this price tag recently. And up over 10K on this slate does not seem like a very solid overall price. I'm just going to full-on fade him. Burks is the interesting one. He's probably priced accordingly at 7.8K. The minutes should be there. The usage should be there. But I don't think it's enough to really justify this price tag. I think you're better off taking shots on Kemba and Fournier, who are just too cheap considering the amount of minutes they should end up playing with all these other guys out and the amount of usage they should have without Rose, without quickly, without uh, Barrett in there. Like it just is a scenario where they're going to need someone to shoot and boy, Kemba and Fournier like to shoot recently. All right. Milwaukee at Dallas um, second end of a back-to-back from Milwaukee. So we'll have to kind of see, but we do expect Giannis to be out. Um, I did see a report that said Portis, could potentially play in this game. Um, so we'll, more interesting. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, I think one of Holiday or Middleton sits, potentially both. Like, they have to go back to Milwaukee on Christmas Day um, and play. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if either of these guys ends up not playing, or and I wouldn't be surprised if Connaughton ends up not playing, wouldn't be surprised if Cousins ends up not playing, like, this is just an interesting spot here with these guys uh, playing second end of a back-to-back. Middleton's already dealing with a knee injury. I mean, I don't know. If you had to guess, you uh, the line's sitting at four and a half right now with no Porzingis potentially. Do you think that both Holiday and Middleton end up playing? If Porzingis sits, I wouldn't be shocked if both of them sit. Yeah. If they have enough players, obviously. But, I mean, I think a lot is going to be determined by Porzingis playing or not. Because, I mean, Bullock's out, Burke's out, Willie Cauley-Stein's out, Luca's out, Hardaway Jr.'s out, Klebler's out. If Porzingis sits, I, I mean, Dallas is one of the shortest-hand teams on the entire slate, and they're just – I mean, Finney Smith and Sterling Brown are going to be the usage guys. 
<laughs> if Porzingis doesn't play. So, I mean, I think a lot's going to depend on Dallas. I think this is one of those games that's really kind of tough to break down night before, but I mean, possible. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, on the, on the Bucks side of things, I mean, Nuora is 5k. I think if anybody like, especially if Portis doesn't play and if anybody else sits, I think Nuora is someone that I really like. It's so tough to judge because he was having a really solid game. And they just, I mean, him and cousins, I think are just guys that you go back to the well on here. Um, if Portis ends up missing again. Yeah, Portis ends up missing again, I think, and Cousins is going to end up playing. I think he's fine. Noara's pretty solid play. Um, I think Grayson Allen's a fine play. If Holiday or Middleton miss, he's one of the better plays on the entire slate. Like I said, I think there's a decent chance one or both miss without one of them and without Giannis in the game. The usage should absolutely be there for Allen. He could end up shooting the ball 20 times in this spot here. Um, match versus not great Dallas team, um, especially if Porzingis doesn't end up playing. Like Connaughton, I wouldn't be surprised if he sits. It's an upgrade to Allen. If both Drew and Holiday sit and Connaughton ends up playing, I think Connaughton's a pretty solid spot. So it all depends on these injuries. So you just kind of got to watch out for that. If Holiday or Middleton ends up playing, I'm going to be looking early in the morning and hammering the overs and alt overs on their points. Um, Middleton should come in at 20 and a half. Holiday should come in at 19 and a half. Um, I'm going to hit the over on both of those, the maximum amount they'll let me, because I think there's a decent chance that one of them ends up sitting, even though they only played like 31 and 28 minutes last night. There's a real good shot that one of them are out just because they're playing on Christmas in two days and they're on the second end of back-to-back. On the Dallas side, I mean, if Porzingis plays, he's definitely in play. Um, Jalen Brunson, 8,500 seems like a lot, but I mean, he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton here. Finney Smith, um, Powell might be interesting, but I think the guy that is really interesting for me is like um, Pinson. He played 22 minutes the other night, shot the ball terribly, and put up 26 and a half fantasy points at 3,600. I mean, they're going to need him to play, obviously, uh, with Luke out and everything. What are your thoughts here on Dallas? Yeah, if Porzingis ends up playing, I think you play Porzingis and you could potentially play Brunson, but I'd probably prefer not to. Um, Sterling Brown without Hardaway in there, probably in play regardless. Uh, if Porzingis ends up sitting, then yeah, Pinson, I think, is a guy that you can definitely end up going with. Um, Nicolita. Played 32 minutes. I know he did not do well, but he's a guy they're probably going to need some usage from him. Should end up playing a boatload of minutes again. He's a guy that I could definitely end up see play a decent amount. I wish Boban was in play, but probably not. Um, sad. I would love to see him going up against Demarcus Cousins' defense. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of all dependent on the Porzingis news. If, if Porzingis is out, Brunson, DFS, Brown, Pinson, and Nicolita are all very much in play. Um, Porzingis ends up playing. I'm mostly sticking with Porzingis and maybe Sterling Brown, maybe a little bit of Theo Penson, um, but it's kind of all dependent on the Porzingis news. If Porzingis doesn't play, do we take shots on Marquise Chris? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think you need to on this slate. Like He's definitely a viable guy that can absolutely get it done on a point-per-minute basis. I mean, we saw what he did in 16 minutes the other night. And I mean, 
chance they end up getting the run again, but I don't know if they'll need as much side. I mean, size in the spot here. If if Portis is out, like I said, there's always the chance that Cousins is out. If Porzingis ends up sitting, then they could just run Noara at the five. I mean, Chris could do decent with small ball too, but I think that it's just a spot where I'm probably going to end up staying away from Marquise Chris just because there's so many things on the slate that you can go with. I mean, how many how many people have to be out for Boban to get minutes, man? Like, what's the point it's of having infuriating. him on the roster? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, the best player in all of basketball, and you don't play. Thought I thought Mark Cuban was supposed to be smart. I mean, what happens if Dallas rolls out a starting lineup and Boban's in it tomorrow, Grant? Like, are you going to be able to handle that? Like, I'll probably have to change my pants before lock. I mean, I would feel really bad for the betting books if that happened on um, sports books. So. All right, moving on. We got Charlotte at Denver, 229.5 total here. Denver, four-point favorite, second end of a back-to-back for them. As far as Charlotte goes, I mean, Kobe Cody Martin is out, and that's really it. Um, and then on the Denver side of things, I mean, my, Porter Jr. is out, and Murray's out. Um, Bones Highland sprained his ankle. Um he ended up coming back into the game, but I uh, yeah, I was I saw that. Now. Yeah, I saw that as well. I just mean I feel like if it's a sprained ankle, there's a good chance the second like he's gonna wake up and it's gonna be pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I mean we'll have to see on that. Um what are your thoughts here on Charlotte? Fade him. Like their prices are all about where they should be. It's not a great matchup going up against Denver. There's way too many things on this slate. I mean, I could potentially see Bridges put up a pretty decent game. Like Rogier Ball always has upside, but 9.9K, I'm better off spinning up in other spots on the slate. I just really have no desire to play anyone here um, on the Charlotte side. And pretty much the same over on the Denver side outside of Jokic. Yeah, I mean, Jokic burned me so bad, but I think he's someone that you could potentially go back to the well on here. Um, this game is interesting. This game has the highest total right now on the slate. And, I mean, this is a game that I think you could game stack with some expensive players with all the value that we potentially have on the slate. Yeah, I mean, again, never going to argue with Jokic at 12.2K. I think he's probably a better play than Embiid. Um, like he's going up against Charlotte. Plumlee's obviously nothing to write home about. Playing at the fastest, one of the fastest paces in the league. One of the worst defensive teams. We know Charlotte's one of the best matchups on the board every single time out. And this could potentially be a spot where Jokic ends up putting up 75, 80 points. Like we could see a 45, 50 point triple double here. Jokic is just unreal. I know he had a bad game. But he didn't end up playing that many minutes, so he should be fine here for the best matchup you can possibly get. I really just want Jokic. If you want to throw in Barton or Gordon, that's fine. Like, Morris is fine, but I, I really just have most of my interest in Jokic because this game ends up staying close and it's high and tight. I, I, I think that Jokic just goes off for a massive, massive out. All right, moving on. We got Minnesota at Utah. 225 and a half total in this game. Uh, starting with the Minnesota side, Pat Beverly out, Anthony Edwards out, Okaji out, Prince out, Vanderbilt out, 
Nas Reed and Jalen Noel questionable. Utah, I mean, they're good to go. I mean, they have one of the cleaner injury reports that we're going to see uh, with everything going on right now. Starting with Minnesota, uh, what are your thoughts here on the Timberwolves? Uh, I mean, Cat's been playing pretty well recently, but a matchup versus Gobert really isn't a great one. Like, this isn't a great matchup overall for almost anyone over in Utah with all the injuries and everything. Like, this could be a game where Russell ends up going off for a decent one, but at 8K, I'd rather spend my money elsewhere. Beasley is definitely an interesting guy at 5.1K with Edwards still out. He's been playing the minutes. The usage has been there. But, again, this is just a slate with so many other guys on here that I don't have a ton of interest in him. Um, I don't know, maybe Nas Reed, if he ends up playing, um, could potentially end up with a decent amount of minutes. He's cheap at 4.2K. But, again, we just have other guys to play. I mean, McLaughlin is probably going to be play 18, 20 minutes and not really get there. This is just a tough overall matchup, and I feel like I should like more, but it's just kind of the way the slate's dictating. Unless someone else gets ruled out in the morning like Cat or Russell, then I don't think I want to take pay that much money for Cat against Gobert, and I don't think I want to pay that much money for Russell when I can get other guys around the same price range with drastically more upside. Um, Utah side of things, what are your thoughts here on the Jazz? <sighs> Gobert and Mitchell are fine. Like, it's it's not really a spot where I want to target Gobert or Mitchell. Like, Gobert's probably going to get brought to the outside going up against Cat. Yes, he could end up with a few more blocks. Rebounds might end up suffer. I mean, Cat's been better defensively this year. He could end up with a 20-point outing, 20-real-life point outing. Mitchell could end up with a big game, but priced at 9.5K. We're not getting a ton of upside, and he's only hit 50 once or twice this year, if I remember correctly. Like Conley, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, Ingles, all these guys are just kind of the role players where you're never really getting a huge amount of huge amount of upside from them. Like they're probably gonna four five, maybe six X. So on this slate, you're not getting enough upside. I feel like I should like something on Utah going up against Minnesota, but I I just don't really want to play anyone. Yeah, I mean, if Gobert was cheaper, I think he'd be the guy that I'd be the most interested in here. I feel like Mike Conley is priced right. Mitchell, he has ceiling in any matchup. Put up, I think, almost 50 fantasy points against this team earlier this season. So, I mean, the ceiling is there. I just don't know if it's as high as some of these other guys that, you know, we've talked about on this slate. Bogdanovich is kind of in that price range where he's priced pretty appropriately as well. So I'm with you. I don't really love this one. Uh, OKC at Phoenix, 215 total. Phoenix, 14 and a half point favorites in this game. It is a back-to-back for the Thunder and the Suns. I mean, Kaminsky's out, Sarge is out, um, and Nader is out. So pretty much normal here. We'll have to see if anybody on the second end of a back-to-back on the Thunder sits, but I didn't see anything come out of that game. What are your thoughts here on the Thunder? SGA is fine. He's been playing really well recently. He's affordably priced at 8.7K. I think he could end up with a pretty decent outing, even in the second inning. Back-to-back going up against Phoenix. I don't think his points prop is up on the board, but it's gonna. it's been generally around 21.5, and I think it's a spot right now where you can still – that still has some value there. We'll see what it ends up coming in at, considering they're on a back-to-back. Who knows? But at 8.7K, I think it's 
a fine price for SGA. Giddy, I know he's been playing well recently, but 7.5K just seems like too much for me. Um, I'm not going to argue with it, but there are better plays on the board. Dort always has big upside, but I'm not playing him with 20 other guys at the 5.9 to 6.4K range. And then, like, Baisley, Robinson Earl, Favors should end up playing a decent amount of minutes, but not guys I want to target. Yeah, I mean, I just I worry about this game just staying close. Uh, I feel like if you potentially want to game stack this game, I hope it stays close with like an SGA or a Giddy. But I mean, I feel like Phoenix being a 14 and a half point favorite says a lot. Um, we'll see, I guess. I, I mean, I don't want to play anybody from Phoenix. I don't think either. I feel like everyone's kind of priced right. I think if I'm playing this game, it would be if I'm running multiple teams and want a game stack. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, That's all I got, on, Grant. On the Phoenix side, like, I do like Aiton in the spot. Been playing very well recently. 8.3K is probably too cheap. I know he hasn't been playing a ton of minutes, but Lakers game was a bit of a blowout. Charlotte game was a bit of a blowout. Washington game was, was a bit of a blowout. And he put up 40, 43, and 36. While in the matchup versus OKC isn't quite as good as those three for a big Still pretty solid overall. 8.3K is too cheap for him, but now with Booker back, I'm staying away from Chris Paul at 9.1K. I don't have a ton of interest in Devin Booker, so Aiton's really the guy I like over on Phoenix. All right, fair enough. Um, Moving on. I mean, Aiton would probably be my favorite play from Phoenix, too. I agree. But yeah, you needed to stay close, which has been a problem for anyone playing Phoenix recently. They good. They good. Memphis at Golden State, 217 and a half total here. Golden State is a six-point favorite. Looking at the Memphis side of things, Brandon Clark is out. Tyus Jones is questionable on the Golden State side. Iguodala is out. Damian Lee's out. Jordan Poole is out. Clay Thompson's out. Andrew Wiggins is out. And James Wiseman is out so let's start here with um, Memphis first what are your thoughts here on the Grizzlies my first thoughts are Halliburton just got over 17 and a half points so he did a good he did I had it yeah just barely into the fourth so I made a solid five figures tonight and I'm happy hooray me now I don't have to worry about sweating when we record the football one later but uh, with Morant coming back, going up against Golden State, obviously, even with all the injuries, they're still one of the toughest defensive matchups on the board. Bain, Brooks, and Jackson's production all go down. I know Morant ended up uh, like only playing 28 minutes. I could see that happening again, but he's really eating into the usage of these guys. Um, if I'm going to take a shot on anyone, it's probably Jackson, but I just don't like this matchup. Um, I may end up betting some points totals for it, but just a tough defensive matchup against Golden State. Morant being back in the mold, it's really not great for anyone. Yep. I mean, everyone is kind of priced up right now for Memphis. Golden State is a really solid defensive team. I mean, I think if I'm playing anybody, I'm taking a shot maybe on Steven Adams at 5,200. On the Golden State side of things, I mean, we're going to see big-time usage from uh, Curry. I think we have to kind of consider Otto Porter Jr. here at 4,800, likely going to play 30-plus minutes in this game. And, I mean, 
Is this a spot where you see like Peyton maybe play really solid minutes at 4,200 with these guys out? I, I've thought that before and it hasn't ended up happening. Um, Memphis, while being better at defense recently, has, uh, has got, is probably going to be worse with Morant back in the lineup. I don't know. Like, I don't really have a ton of interest in Curry over 11 9. Maybe he's cheaper over in, on FanDuel like he has been recently, but 11 9 on DK, just not really worth it to me. Draymond, I know I had a triple double last night, but price tag's probably where it should be. If I'm going with anyone, it's probably going to end up being Otto Porter. He should end up playing the minutes. I know they have a really deep rotation, but with everyone out, he should end up playing 29 to 33 minutes, would be my guess. At this price tag, it still offers a little value, even with that the rest of the value on the slate. Like I said, Peyton, I, I want to be interested in him. Like, I really like him, but even when they had everyone out, including Steph, they didn't end up playing him more than 21 minutes, 20 minutes the other night versus Toronto. So I don't think I can end up going there, even though he's just doing really well on a point-per-minute basis. I don't know if I can trust the minutes. If you want to take a GPP shot, that's fine. But as I've mentioned like 10 times on this podcast, there's many other guys around the same price range who are drastically better plays. Yeah, I mean, I think Damian Lee being out helps um, a guy like Peyton. Um, we'll see. Iguodala being out as well. I mean, the road for him getting the minutes is there. It's just whether or not they're going to give it to him or not. Um, I mean, the thing about uh, about Peyton is like, he could get there in 18 minutes. So if he does get 25 minutes, I mean, the ceiling is there if the minutes are there. Um, I mean, I think with Lee and Iguodala also being out now, um, I mean, who knows? You know, is it uh, Chioza? He's someone that could get the minutes, so you never really know. All right, we finish it out with San Antonio at LA taking on the Lakers. 224 total in this game. Lakers a one and a half point favorite. On the San Antonio side, I mean, they're pretty good to go. I mean, Zach Collins is out. And then on the Lakers side of things, Bazemore is out. Avery Bradley is out. Anthony Davis is out. Malik Monk is out. Kendrick Nunn is out. LeBron is probable. Let's start with San Antonio. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Spurs? Hurdle and Murray are going to absolutely smash here. Like, absolutely crush it. Really, really like Hurdle. I like him more than Murray. Murray's just a guy that never really gets the ownership he should. 10.3K, I think a large ago overlooked on the slate, even a matchup versus Lakers. But Lakers, obviously, a fast-paced matchup, not great defensively, missing a lot of guys. Hurdle should end up absolutely destroying here. I think he puts up a 50-point night here. I really, really like him, and Murray has a legit shot at triple-double. I'm playing no one else. If you want to play White, that's fine. It's a good matchup, but I think Pirtle and Murray just absolutely smash here. Yeah, I mean, those would be my my two favorites as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, Johnson is kind of iffy. He's right there. At 5,700, he's been someone that's been getting consistent minutes. The shot attempts have been very consistent over the last five games. So I think if you want to take a shot on Keldon Johnson as well, he would be someone else that you could throw into the mix here as far as San Antonio is concerned. Um, on the Lakers side, 
I mean, LeBron and Westbrook are expensive, but with Anthony Davis out, obviously some usage is going to kind of shift here. I think Horton Tucker is someone that potentially gets some ownership here. Maybe even Carmelo Anthony gets some ownership in this game. Um, I like this game stack. The more I think about this game, the more I think this is a game stack type of game. Yeah, I don't mind doing it, but I'd probably just end up playing one of LeBron or Westbrook. I think either one of them can end up getting there. Um, well, I like I kind of like the like the Murray Podal with LeBron or Westbrook. So I'm kind of in agreement with you. Yeah, that's the that's the exact one I would do. Like if I, I like Murray and Podal so much, and it's not gonna be hard to play both of them, bring it back with LeBron. And there's so many four and five and three and a half K players on the board tonight that any one of them can end up with a massive night and you can just round out the rest of your spots on your roster very very easily without those guys but i'm not playing thc i'm not playing anthony and probably not playing howard or it um or anyone outside of lebron or westbrook it's it's pretty much just those guys all the role players ancillary players again there's just too much other stuff on the board here only way they're getting there if it goes to like double overtime so LeBron or Westbrook, those are the only two guys. All right, uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me your favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Um, gosh, there's like 50 different guys to go with here. Ah, oh, man. It's tough not knowing about the news over in Milwaukee that could end up changing things. I'm clearly not prepared, and I'm just rambling, so I'm going to go with Grace and Allen. Assume, I'm assume, under the assumption Milton or Drew are going to miss. I think I have to go with Cam Reddish today. That took, was a smart one. Yeah, he took 23 shots against the Magic last night. Um, so I think Cam Reddish at 4,600. There's a couple guys um, – I mean, Hernan Gomez was another guy. Um, so, I mean, there's a few guys that are going to be really way too cheap here on today's slate. So, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Julius Randle. All right. Don't mind that one. I think I got to go with um, – I think I got to go Joel Embiid. I know he's coming off of a monster game against Boston, but, I mean, he's only hit over 60 – twice in the last 10 games and one was against charlotte one was against boston i don't think this is the same type of game so i'm gonna go joel and bead favorite six x play who do you got i'll go with kemba walker without rose without all those guys i think he plays 40 although i probably should have just gone with someone from the orlando game i am gonna go with someone from the Orlando game i'm gonna continue to ride the robin lopez train um, at 4,500, I really like the spot for him. He's just been absolutely crushing. So why not? I mean, he's coming off of a double-digit assist game. So <laughs> you never know what you're going to get from Robin Lopez. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Hurdle. I like that. I do. Um, I don't think he's going to be owned at all. I think he is going for 50. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Hayes um, in this one. I, I think he's someone that potentially gets overlooked in this price range today. So I'll go with Hayes. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? In the morning, uh, nothing the night before. Uh, in the morning, check the holiday Middleton props. Um, I could see both of them 
being pretty solid. I guess Pirtle over 12 and a half points and Pirtle over uh, nine and a half rebounds are both very good bets the night before that are actually out right now. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing like instantly standing out to me as far as lines are concerned. Um, yeah, I, I mean, ooh, Fournier over 17 and a half points. I'm hitting that as soon as we're done with this. There you go. Grant gave enough where I don't feel like I need to, you know, say anything else. So there you go. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I love you, Tyreek Talbert. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. Um, there is no podcast tomorrow, no basketball. So we're taking Friday um, off for Christmas Eve. Um, so we'll be back Monday as far as basketball is concerned. But we will have the NFL podcast up today as well because Grant and I are about to record that as well. Um, so you'll have that and a first look at the NFL slate for this weekend. So we'll be back Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome Christmas. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. See you, kids.